Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the role podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got a special guest. Yes. By way of Salt Lake City. You know, I've, I've spun with this dude for, I don't know, a few years now, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic. He was always dope. I'm glad he's in town. We got DJ Bangarang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. What's good, Probably. fam? Just chilling, bro. You come to Vegas often, huh? Yeah, I love it here. Yeah? Why yeah. you love it here? <laughs> bro, it's just that Vegas air, man. Yeah. Are you smoked out? You look smoked nah, out. Nah, I'm good. Nah. I'm just really you tired. You tired? happy yeah, talking about Vegas. Really yeah. 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 <laughs> I see somebody so happy about Vegas. <laughs> What's up? You do too much, right? You do a lot of shit. Yeah, my hands are in a lot of things, for Whoa, sure. Whoa, pause. Hey. Nah, no pause. No pause. No pause. No pause. What are you doing right now? Like right now? Yeah. So uh, my main job is I'm a talent buyer, junior talent buyer for live night events. Yeah. Recently, Sky was acquired by Live Night Events. All right, so Sky Sky Nightclub in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. Correct. It's one of the what is it the biggest one of the biggest uh, yeah like venues? It, yeah it's the biggest like nightclub in the city. How many people is it like fifteen hundred? Eight eight fifty. Eight fifteen. Yeah. They'll they'll get about. But we push it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say like twelve hundred. Allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Twelve hundred. <laughs> and then recently, you guys have been doing like big acts. Yes. Like you had, I I I just spun there like a few weeks ago, and it was Rich the Kid. Yeah. And Ooh, then nice. you had like Neo last yeah. weekend. Like I was there that weekend. Yeah, two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. So you were doing that. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the bookings for that venue at mm-hmm. Sky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you, are you handling these live act bookings or no? Yes. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. So you're having to deal with artists. So I yeah. So how how it how it works is, our Wednesday and Thursdays we have an outside promoter come in and they book all of like the big EDM acts that y'all will see on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. Like we've had like the longest running Thursday in Salt Lake called Therapy Thursdays, and it works because we, like, Salt Lake is really an interesting place in the sense of we are a, a middle ground between like a lot of different cities. Like a lot of artists stop through Salt Lake, whether it be on layovers or just going places in general. Yeah. So it allows us to get a lot of dope acts for not dope acts price. Ah. Makes sense. Like yeah, because riding. you're like a layover. A yeah. Little, little pocket change. Right? Yeah. So you're like, like a, a little stop before they hit what the West Coast or pretty I, much? Or, or the East Coast. Like before yeah, yeah. before you head to Denver, before you head to Seattle, before you head to Vegas, before you head to LA. Chicago, like, everything. Yeah. Chicago, like literally, we're we're low key kind of like a hub for the West Coast. So you're like an added tour stop. Yeah. Me. Essentially. Interesting. Yeah. So like wait, so you you've always like I know you. you yeah. Know, we would spin together at Sky. For sure. And it's a big room. Yeah. Uh, it, it used to be predominantly like EDM. Yeah. It would be like fifty percent EDM, thirty percent hip hop, twenty percent maybe other things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Little trap, and, little you know. Yeah. And then, but you weren't handling anything behind the scenes. You were just like kind of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. of a sudden, you got put into and I. And the thing is, the reason why I bring this up, because like uh, maybe last year we uh-huh. had a conversation and you were asking me questions about this new position that you, you're you in currently and now. For sure. About booking. <laughs> you were like, yo, <laughs> hey, do you remember this? Yes, actually, I do. And, and we were like kind of both fucked up. It's like the end of the night. <laughs> and he's asking me like all these like, uh, you know, <laughs> operational, <laughs> like logistic questions. I'm like, is this oh, in the little know. back room, the little uh, yeah. sky? Well, the VIP room. The sky has like a, a green room. A VIP room. Yeah, yeah, a green, green room. room. No, no, we were just out in the open talking oh, okay. about it. 
But I mean, you seem like you're in a better place than your position now. Like you know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> the confidence is there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually true because like how it even happened, it was the person who was in my position beforehand. Yeah. He like he left like after pandemic, like he left and he was like a lot of people. Yeah, like a lot of people, like just job changes and stuff like life happens. Right. And my man, that's Matt Williams, my guy. Like, he's actually the yeah. reason why I even am who I am or part of the reason. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, shout out to Matt. Yeah. Shout out to Matt for sure. But uh, it was one of those things where it's like, all right, you're doing this now. Like no, like training this there's is no briefing there's, there's no briefing it's just like all right figure it out yeah yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Jesus. so how did you i mean how did like how did that how do you handle that shit how does this start out they uh, tell you what they want they're like we want these djs in rotation yeah or they're leaving it up to you to kind of pick it out so before it was like just me picking it out because wait wait you enjoy this position paul i do I yeah. do. No pause. Yeah. <laughs> but you I, like you like this shit because when we when we were talking, you were you weren't nervous, but you were like, I'm learning how to do this. Yeah. But I actually want to do. It. I want to be more behind the scenes and shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I also. I believe in like just learning as much as you can, like, cause you never know where, where life will take you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was one thing, especially like coming out of pandemic. I, I wanted to like prioritize making sure like I'm not just DJing, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So like getting putting it in. The, why, why is that? Why, why did you realize that during the pandemic? Well, I just realized that like, I, I just saw a lot of homies who like, I'm not going to say like weren't necessarily like prepared financially and shit, but like when, when everything stopped, like, we all weren't working. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> like we all just weren't working. And I felt like um I wanted to I never wanted to like, like experience that feeling again. Like I don't want to put all my eggs in like just the DJ bas just the DJ basket. Right, right. But in the event like, you know, things go where I want them to go, like I know a lot of different things. So like that's not like a negotiating thing for me, but it's like I, I know how to like handle myself or like know how to have these conversations with people, you know, if I'm trying to reach out to a venue. I know how to approach them versus like, you know, just like shooting my shot. You know, I, it, I guess it kind of allows me to be more like calculated. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, explain a little more like as far as how the um, bookings go. Yeah. And how it uh, how it kind of um, goes parallel to holidays, uh, events and everything like that it has to be strategic on who you're booking and how you're booking, right? Yeah, definitely. definitely. So like, I would. So like, I, I want to talk about exactly when you gave when you went into the position, uh -huh. what you first learned, and like how you started getting good at it, and what did you like? Maybe one of your biggest mistakes that you learned from. Yeah, you know, like you probably fucked up a few times. Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, but sure. I I also think it's funny that there's so many DJs now in a booking position mm -hmm. right like almost all the bookers for venues are, are djs right now yeah mm -hmm. more than ever now I've, I've never seen that right now no yeah it's it, there's like almost no separation no. if there was a resident at that venue i don't know if it's the pandemic they're like we can't afford a booker so boom you're like you're our resident the, yeah. i mean <laughs> and we trust you so like bring the bookers yeah but i mean it kind of makes sense like in, in a way like that because nobody knows the room better than the resident right, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and like to, to your point about like, I feel like the, my biggest fuck up is sometimes like I, if I get an email, I'll be like, all right, bet I'm gonna respond to this and just like completely like forget, like just like yeah, <laughs> forget. But like I um when it comes to just you know booking around holidays or just booking in general, like I personally as a DJ, like I 
try to book for experience. You know, like I don't clout isn't really social media and all that shit. Like it's great, but I don't use that as like a justifier. Okay, like so you, you're saying talent. you're booking DJs off of of the experience that the DJs create rather than what the clout, the numbers that they have on correct. their social media. Ooh, yeah, dope. correct. And like, and the reason why I say that is like perfect example, right? And this is even for like openers and stuff. When you were in town last time and we had that issue with the RCAs and stuff, right? I don't know if you remember this. Maybe. But like we had an issue connecting his computer and it turned out that like just the RCAs weren't in the back and that's because I use HID mode, right? Right. But I don't know that I would trust like there's only a handful of openers. A, I would trust to be able to solve that problem because as an opener, that's part of your job is to like make sure that handoff is the handoff between the uh, the the opener and the headliners is seamless, right? Smooth. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, so you're 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 saying it's the opener's responsibility? <laughs> I've okay. <laughs> I think he's right. I just, I just feel like as an opener, there's so many openers out there that be like, that's not my fucking problem, right? You know? Nah, <laughs> see, like, nah, fuck that. Like, yeah, you gotta know everything, the ins and the outs. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying because a lot of times, like, the sound tech may not be available at mm-hmm. that moment. Like, I'm I'm so selective, even just when it comes to just openers and like just with openers to start with because you have to be able to troubleshoot the problem like it's that's to me that's your responsibility i've always carried that burden so like make sure both the mics are working make sure there's batteries like it's like i look at it like if you're the pilot or if y'all the pilot i'm the co-pilot like let me go through this checklist make sure everything is cool so then when you when you hop on we can do this but then like be ready just in case there is a situation Mm -hmm. like i can hop back on or whatever and we get it sorted yeah yeah so yeah, it's hard to find people like that. Right? It, honestly, though, it, it really, it really is. He's told me stories. He's like, yo, bro, like, you'd be surprised. Like, I'm really trying to, like, there's younger, there's a younger generation of guys coming up in Salt Lake City. Uh, a lot of guys have potential, but it's very, I'm very selective with who I want to groom because of the the lack of um, wanting to learn or the yeah. lack of wanting to have those experiences of being a co-pilot, right, or being the guy that, Make sure that the opener or the headliner is taken care of. Make sure maybe they need if they need a drink. Like you kind of have to be a host as well a little bit in mm-hmm. some of these situations, right? And I think for him, he has been in a situation long enough to recognize that, right? Well, right. And thank you. And like, I, like to add to that too, like you I don't need you don't need to thank. Yeah, you don't. Have to. <laughs> it's his job. I was like, that was very nice of him, but you could have said that one. But like, I, I feel like. Um, even like as an opener, you should also stay because that's also helped me become a better, better DJ, DJ, a yeah. much better DJ. Like I'll stay like, sure, we might drink or whatever, but like that might not be till end of the night. Like yeah. I, I feel like as an opener, you should stay and like, hey, know your shit. But like I'm, I'm trying to think like if unless an opener has another gig. Yeah. They have to go to. Yeah. What is the motivation for an opener to leave? Is it do you think it's mostly ego and pride? Or what is it? What do you ooh, think ooh. makes... Oh, what's a dope. valid excuse? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had an opener leave me one time because his dog was in the vet. And I was like, ah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah. all of that shit makes sense. Yeah. But for a DJ, an opener, to like, let's say they got nothing going on. Mm. If they leave, that's a sign of like, you're not... You're like, I'm not going to learn any, I'm not going to learn anything listening to you, yeah. so yes. I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Is, is that a that's bad ac- take? That's accurate. That's accurate. Is I that a bad take, do you think, or no? I think it can be, because every time I've ever um, opened, I feel like I can learn something good or bad, right? right? So even if you're not the best head, But even if you're, if you're upset. I can learn from your mistakes. So should an, open, should an opener stay the whole night? I think so. Yeah? I think so. At least to stay around in case some shit goes bad. I feel like they, I mean. Right. 
personally, I don't think they should stay the whole night, but they should definitely stay like a majority of the night. At least so, 45 minutes. This, yeah, like a, this, yeah, just chill, hang out, whatever. But yeah. until closing time, I'm like, yeah, maybe an hour before the, the club closed, I'd be like, nah, I'm out. Um, I'm good. Cricket, <laughs> but even if like your ego is in play as an opener, you still stick around and kind of hate on the. <laughs> I'm the headlining DJ. Like, let's see what he's gonna do that I cannot I mean, do. I, I'll be honest with you. My favorite thing in the world is is standing by the bar with my homies and critiquing another yeah. DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I live, I live for that. Those you are know? the moments you live for. Yeah. If I'm there and we're like, we're by the bar. The best thing is if we're all the way in the back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're all the way in the back. It's like a bunch drinks. of DJs, and we just hearing certain things like, "Oh, that was good. That was good." And be like, Ooh, what was, was that? Yeah. But, uh, you know, and then you start like forecasting like little things like, yeah. oh, he, you know, he's gonna go in a bad door. He need Yo, to get why, out of this. Why place. he do that? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't play that. Yeah. 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 Like, my favorite one's like, why do you play it this long? Like, who plays it this long? Yeah, yeah. Damn, I don't like, know if I would hit a rock star. You let that, fir- that third right. verse go? What the yeah. fuck? It's very early. <laughs> Second verse? Or like if you play if you play a big record early, they like, damn, he burned, he, yeah. he blowing his load right yeah. now. Like right now. now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's going to be, no, no. He gonna be, he gonna be tapped out I, by 1.30. Like, I don't know. This is a true story. And I, I can't remember where it was at. This is a true story. I don't remember where it was at, but I was with D-Miles. And D-Miles looked at me and he said, I guess the guy played Blow the Whistle or whatever, and <laughs> D-Miles goes to me, I don't know how I feel about him playing the second verse. <laughs> he never played the second verse. And I was like, damn, you sound hurt. Bro. You don't play the second verse, D? No, I do. <laughs> I think you I might have just been hating. I, just I, know, I feel that way about the third verse. Yeah. <laughs> Are you hitting the third verse? <laughs> I feel like you hit the third verse at anything nowadays. It's a sign of like, you searching. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's you know when motherfuckers like a scrolling? Like yeah. you're scrolling. <laughs> you're you looking for that next song. Oh, you went to the bathroom and you didn't get back in time to get that. Nah, that's not, not the bathroom. <laughs> that could be a good one, but no. you also think like, what's going on? What's wrong with him right now? Like something's going on up there. And you start looking yeah. at the booth like, what's, what's something going happened. on? Something, something happened. happened. And if you're not looking at the booth, you walk around. And then you see like a, like a white manager yelling or something. Yeah. You're like, okay, something's oh, going on. That's actually funny. You know, that's horrible though, right? Now you know when there's like yeah. a group of DJs there to listen to you, they doing they yeah, they're, talking they're finding shit. anything they can. Yeah, they're talking big. That could be nerve wracking though, especially if they're in the booth with you. That's a little that's a little different thing, right? When they're in the booth with you, kind of like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. You know what, man? I think there should be an understanding of of a couple of things. If you if you're in the if you're homies with a DJ, mm-hmm. or even if you're not homies with them, and you're in the booth, if you're not really like a mobile. Fun looking guy, you should be a little bit off to the side. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you are 100% ruining the experience for the crowd. Yeah, like 100%, you're ruining the experience because when they look at the DJ and he's like into it, and then they see Never's ass, like, <laughs> nah, that fucks up the experience. Yeah, because he either looked like police or he looked like somebody. Yeah, yeah stupid. you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. Like you, so, like you, you got to go off to the side a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and let him have his shine. Yeah, I remember like Tiesto. I think Tiesto had a rule like no one's behind him mm-hmm. unless you're a girl, like a pretty girl or whatever. And you're yeah. raving. Then you can something. be behind him, but like no phones, and like no like that's the one thing I think at the time it was like when everyone was like texting in the club, so all these people were behind him texting, and he's like, "Don't do that shit," because it like 100 percent ruins the experience. Yeah. yeah. When you have yeah. like a big room, everyone's wilding out, 
and you see like I don't know Jamie fucking texting <laughs> and D like texting. It just ruins the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like oh, I thought this was dope, but these guys aren't, you know. They're, they're not into it. They're not into it. And they look bored. It, it you drop a big Do you record. question yourself, damn, am I bad? Did I fuck up? That's I'm doing thing. something wrong? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start telling DJs. If I'm like, if everyone's wilding and I'm looking at them, I'm like, yo, go away. Yeah. Nah, dude, I had that one time. I was doing an after party for, for uh, Silk Sonic, and I dropped a Silk Sonic record, and it went crazy. And then fucking, I look back and I won't say his name, but one of the homies was in town. He was just standing back there with it. I was like, yo, look. And I look back and he's on his phone. I was like. Kind of kind of like stoked. Yeah, bro, come on. Like, at least look happy and shit. Nah, like, man. I hate that shit. I hate the motherfuckers that look like you're doing horrible. Mm-hmm. And then they text you the next day like, yo, that was maybe the best that I ever heard. <laughs> but they, like, they no give me, actually, they give me like something. It. Right. <laughs> little energy. Give me a shot or something. <laughs> give me like a slap on the ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good job, <laughs> baby. Good job. Like, you know, like, give me one oh, of these yeah. motherfuckers. Like, yo. <laughs> if you get a slap in the ass mid-set, you might go even harder. On, on the That's set. what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, I'm doing good. That's why, like, if I'm going to check you and you killing it, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna fucking slap you on the ass. I'm gonna big you up. Or I'm gonna tell you before I leave. I'm like, yo, you killed it. You did yeah. a dope job. Because, like, these motherfuckers, like, I feel like if you, if you, if you're not contributing to the energy, then like you're you're kind of taken away from it. You're, yeah. you're trying to sabotage it a little bit. Yeah. And if you're gonna do that. Then you can stand by the bar. Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm a hate, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it at the bar. Do it from one drink ticket. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it at the bar. That's funny though. Yeah. That's funny. So like when you're doing the bookings and all of this stuff and mm-hmm. you're dealing with the openers, mm-hmm. aren't DJs the worst people to, to deal with? <laughs> bro, listen. Are you bro. are you seeing do you have self hate? Because listen. you're like finally you're like, I, I fucking doing? hate DJs. Yo. Nah, so luckily for me, I kinda got like a taste of this in like a different way. I uh I, I do radio. And before I was full-time radio, before I was doing this talent myself, right. I was full-time radio um, assistant program director over at 92.5 The Beat now. Mm-hmm. Used to be U92, KUU, but like I had experiences with rappers and rappers hitting me up about, yo, let me play my record, da-da-da-da, how do I get on the radio, X, Y, Z. So I feel like the experience is kind of like the same when it comes to like DJs and like getting booked in the sense of like, yo, how do I get in, da-da-da-da-da. So, DJs wait, wait, wait. are tell me like they just kind of hit you out of nowhere all the time, all the time. Yeah, and like and I get it, but like is that I'm, bad? I'm about to say. I mean, like it's not bad. It's not bad. It's about timing, though. Yeah. Well, and it's my thing is it's like all right, you've never been to my room before, or you've right. never been to this room before. But you want to get booked, but you, you want to get that's booked. different. Yeah. But like, and, and I get it. Like everybody's in like a different financial like situation, but like. As a DJ who also books DJs, like, I don't want to get it because this has happened to me before. Like, I booked DJs in other rooms. Like, I booked a DJ in Idaho one time, and, like, I got a call from, like, the owner at, like, 1.30. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, a bad call. So, like, I don't want that call. What do you mean they were complaining? Yeah, like, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that. In like, Idaho? In Idaho. So they happened to me they weren't twice a good fit for the room. Yeah. yeah. What kind of crowd is in Idaho? I'm curious. I don't know. What's, what's, don't know what's, that, what's that crowd like, D? Oh, D, oh, you, yeah. that was you? Oh, no, that was D. <laughs> Oh, no, it wasn't D. <laughs> I've heard about D Miles doing this shit, bro. Don't worry like, about it, man. No, I was actually pleasantly surprised out there. Yeah. yeah. Huge college town. So you have right, uh, right, right. University of Idaho, what Boise State? Yeah, Boise State's downtown Boise. Yeah, it was it was nice, man. Idaho's known for potatoes. Yeah, yeah. 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 What else are they known for? 
I mean, it's a huge rodeo town. The rodeo? Um, yeah. So what were you playing? I mean, it was a bunch Is of college mixed? kids, man. Very mixed. I was actually surprised at how many Latinos were there. Yeah, we're picking I was, up potatoes. I over was there. shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting to be very- Don't say that. <laughs> it's true, though. We're picking up the- I mean, it's around. a big farming- yeah, it's yeah, a lot of farming yeah, going yeah, on out there. I, I, I have sure. a few family. I, I was I was expecting it to be Wait, predominantly. You got a lot of Mexican family in I, Idaho. Yeah, I have some family in, in Idaho. Lots of he sounds like he's lying, though, right? No, <laughs> I'm dead ass. That's why I said they're picking the potatoes over there. They got berries, potatoes, everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I was expecting it to be like kind of like clear cut, maybe a little more white, but it was very diverse. Mm. A lot of that's a huge university, Boise State. So you have a lot of athletes coming from different states there too. A lot of California presence in uh, Boise State. So what was the what was the main genre of music you were playing? Um, it was very diverse. Like I played everything from EDM to hip hop to Latin music, um, a little bit of reggae, a little bit of trap. It was very diverse. Damn, like played a lot of stuff off the Beyonce album. A lot of like women empowerment shit. It was it was cool. It was the first time. It was about my first and only time there. So it was a dope experience. But to see them respond was was really dope because I had no I had like no expectations. But he even told me he was like, "Bro, it's a very fun spot to go DJ," and I, he was right, man. And it, their downtown's popping. Like, there's multiple spots. Like, it's cool out there. Interesting. Yeah, I've never been to Idaho. <laughs> yeah. How was the food there? I had a food truck after. It was pretty good. I ain't going front. Yeah, I went to this Mexican food. I had like a shrimp and steak burrito. It was damn. Yeah, like, no damn, one, that sounds good. Yeah, but no one talks about Idaho, right? Listen, nah, nah. I just know about it because I had I actually had homies that went to Boise State. That really, played football and basketball. So I knew about it based off their experience. And they would be. Is like, that oh, like a bro. party school? Yes, they were yeah. they were huge, killing in the mid two thousand, yeah, yeah they, late two thousand, big time sports school really? party school. Yeah, you never hear about Idaho. Like no, nah. nothing ever happens bad or anything. Potatoes, potato chips. Yeah, bro. I feel like towns like <laughs> I don't even know. Like, are are we getting potatoes from Idaho? Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like towns like that when when it's nothing to do but go to school. Those are the towns they kind of go off, right? Like, yeah, because they appreciate everything. Yeah, yeah there's man. nothing to do out there but drink. Fuck. All right, so you're doing the you got a call at one thirty. Yeah, right. if like from an owner and he was just like, yo, like, Demons what is this guy doing? So do you defend the DJ or you don't? Do I what? Like, do you defend the DJ? No, I I get both sides. So I'll like. So get, now you got to play detective. Yeah, literally. And it's the worst. And it's the worst when it's your boys. It's the worst. Like, what is, what's usually the problem? They drank too much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Darren, it's always the problem. It's always the problem. And like, and I get it. But like one guy in particular, like he. Yeah. He Say got really name. drunk. We'll bleep, we'll bleep it. We'll bleep it. Nah, it's okay. I know it. <laughs> I know who it is. I know who it is. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know? Nah, nah, nah. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Is don't he know. in this room? Y'all don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he actually <laughs> killed it. D crushed yeah. it. They called me and he was like, yo. They called you. Yeah. He was like, yo, let's bring this man back. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> so then you get the, so you, you got to play detective. Yeah. What do you ask for? Like, let me see what you play. Yeah, well, actually, yes. I'm like, so, hey, what did you play? But, like, I, I, I kind of start off, like, real, like, I don't know what, that they don't know that I just got a call from the owner. So, it's like, yo, how was the night? Oh, that's that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, All right. Your boy's going to hear this and be like, fuck. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, then how's the night? And then if they say something, then you know. Yeah, then I know what's up. But if okay. they're like, oh, it was great. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, that's and not you, what you, I heard. you tell them or you don't tell them? No, I tell them. I Damn. tell them, like, yo, I, like, I heard different. You have to be honest with people. Yeah, yeah. You have to be honest with people, especially, like, if they're your friends, like, and, like, you get a complaint, I'm going to do that because I would want that same thing, like, for me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, if you put me in a position and then, like, 
you hear something like unfavorable, I would hope that like, like you would get a call saying like, yo, like this, like I heard this, like what happened? Like, are you good? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because that, how else are you supposed to grow? You know? So in, in your opinion, mm-hmm. what is like, how many strikes does a DJ get to never get booked again? For and me? then, and and then if they do fuck up and it's let's say quote unquote alcohol related, yeah, do they get a second shot? Is it just kind of like yo, just watch the drinking a little bit, and then and then you got to see what happens the next time. Yeah. So like, explain to me what you do. What what is your demerit system? So I'm a I'm a two strike person. Two strike. Fair. Yeah, like That's I'm fair. a two strike person. Like you mess up the first time, all right, bet. Because it the thing about it is even, like, even if it's they're a bad DJ. Even if it's even if they're a bad DJ, like let's like, let's see what happens. Yeah, like all right, it's your first time in this room, or like like so if it's your first time in said room, yeah, and like you fuck up, all right, bet like here's you know what to do better next time. They didn't like this, they didn't like this, da 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 da. And you kind of give them pointers, right? Too, like, oh, like, so you make sure to communicate everything that was wrong, exactly, because exactly. you're a DJ and you know as a DJ you want to know what you did, so exactly, which, right, exactly. Like I try to like do that. Like I'm I'm not gonna like like bullshit you like if you fucked up this is why they said you fucked up right so like correct it for next time but if it happens again it's like all right bet like now you knew it's out of your hands like it's out of my hands you know um and, and i also look like there's a lot of people who want opportunities and i mean that like respectfully like i'm always put my boys on first but like like at the end of the day business is business and like that's my rep Dang. you know like if i'm vouching for you like that's my rep. <laughs> like, so are you still cool with some of the DJs that you stopped booking? Let's yeah. say they fucked up. They yeah. cool. Yeah. Or did some of them like, yo, fuck you. Like, I'm not getting booked. No. No, like I, I more or less get that vibe from DJs. I don't like. I haven't booked. Right. Like there were guys who were like who would hit me up every single day. Yo, how are you? Da 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 da. da. How do I get in the room? Da, da da. This is when I first took over. Hey fam, how you been? Bro, literally. It's and like, was, wait, did you post like an announcement on Instagram? That, nah, word out. just got around. <laughs> no, word just honestly, word just got around. Word just got around. I don't like shit like that. I don't talk about. I want to like, introduce to myself to my <laughs> fans. Allow me to reintroduce <laughs> myself. But you know, I'm like, so and so, sir. But you, but you know when motherfuckers announce some shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to Salt Lake City to do Sky. You know what I'm saying? I announced the shit. Yeah, I'm making my debut. I'm making my debut. In Salt Lake City. He might get a <laughs> bunch of texts or emails just off of my right. pro, sure. off of my shit and be like, oh, you, you, you're booking like new motherfuckers now? And all this shit. <laughs> What's good, fam? Yeah. Or like, yo, how about me coming back? Is, do, you, do you see a pattern of that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like every time like there's like DJs come through, I definitely get emails or DMs. and like and Immediately I, after like they post a recap of the IG yeah. stories or, or anything? Mm-hmm. Like DMs, emails, like all that shit. And, like, and I read them, you know. And but I, do, you, do you balance out friendship and a DJ that wants to make a living? Does that make sense? What do you mean? Do you feel like if you've homies with somebody, but do you ever feel like this dude's taking advantage to get bookings or do you like, or do you understand that all DJs need to eat? Yeah. I understand that like all DJs need to eat Yeah, like, for sure. But like I, I, for me, I like to work with the same guys or the, the same people because I know that they know the rooms. Yeah. So it, it's one less thing I need to worry about because it mm-hmm. goes back to like getting like that hotline call. I'm out DJing on the weekends. So that like affects me. Like if I get a call about like 
D or about Crooked, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they did this in, in like the middle of my set. That's going to put me in a bad mood for the rest of my set. Right. So for me, it's like I'd rather work with the people who, A, like, you know, who, who I know are going to be, who, are, who I know are going to take care of the room. But then like, B, like, yeah, sure. Like they need money. Like I'm not going to book somebody just because like they're my homie. You know, like I'm going to book somebody because they're gonna, I know they're going to do a good job and I don't have to worry about that. That's good. You, know? you seem real level-headed about the whole shit. I mean, I, I read a lot of audiobooks, and I just try to, like, put myself in that position in a sense of, like, what I would want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if I were, like, a DJ, like, I would want somebody to, like, be fair, like, so. What was, the, what was like, the, the things that you had to, like, kind of learn along the way, especially when you're booking these artists? Yeah. Oh, artists? Uh, artists are picky, bro. <laughs> like, artists are picky. Are rappers the worst? I believe names, brother. Yeah, who's the most difficult you have to deal with? I mean, I'm like rappers, I don't know, EDM, EDM DJs. DJs. Who do you think is the worst? Uh, rappers. Rappers? <laughs> Gotta be the rappers. Yeah. Fucking rappers. Yeah, rappers, bro. We had, a, we had a show and like this dude was scheduled to perform for X amount of time and they did not perform for X amount of time. We'll just leave it at that. So and then what was, happens? It's, I mean, it's, it's tough. Like you go to them and you're like, so, like, what's up? But, like, you can't, you, you can't be a dick about it, you know, but it, at the same time, it's Because like, you're probably paying them in advance, right? Yeah, so it's and like. It's probably like, oh, you need to do a 45-minute set. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes is long. It's a it long is. time. No, no, no. But they're not doing 45. They're doing, like, 5 or 10, right? Nah, like, we're pushing 30, 45 minutes. Really? Like, like Neo was on for, like, 35, 40 minutes. Holy shit. So who, who was the artist that, that you wasn't happy with? We'll bleep it out. All right, if we're beeping it out, yeah. bleeping it out, it was oh. I mean, what you expect? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally the fucking worst. I didn't get the set list till like 11.15. He's supposed to go on at midnight. I'm DJing. Yeah. Oh, so, so you're, D you're his DJ. Yeah, like I'm his DJ. Did not get a set list. Shout out to Beat Source, actually, because like <laughs> Beat Source saved my ass that night because there were some records I didn't have. Like I downloaded as much of his shit as I, po as, like, as I could find, right? Um, and I and I had some of it. Wait, how long was he supposed to? Yeah, that's my curiosity. Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. You expect forty-five minutes from him? Can he do forty-five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> he, can't, he can't even do ten in my book. Y'all stupid. <laughs> Y'all stupid. I mean, we're like judging these artists like they're fucking in bed, right? Yeah. yeah. He won't last more than ten minutes. <laughs> he won't get there. He ain't gonna last. He can only do five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> yo, but how, how? So you were you scheduled for forty-five? How much did he give you? Like twenty five, bro. No, nah, but I mean, even just like being on stage, you don't even have to perform. Just be like where you're yeah. supposed to be on stage for like give us that, you know? Like I don't. So he barely gave you half. Yeah, barely gave us half, bro. And like he goes to his table and just like party, didn't even like host or anything from the mic. Like man's is supposed to be doing this, did not do it. So like I'm DJing and then like his TM or whatever is like texting me song requests. At one point, they were like, "Yo, can you play some R. Kelly?" And I'm like, what? It was, it was trolling you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was trolling me. And I, obviously, I, I didn't play it. Um, you was, know. it was this your choice of booking? Did you say, let's go with this guy? We had somebody else confirmed on that date. And then they ended up having to move. Uh -huh. So then they were like, we could replace it with this. And, and he was like the best option at the time. Oh, wow. But never again. Fuck that. That sounds like a lot of pressure. If when you're booking an artist, yeah, and like 
and then like you got to make sure the reservations are coming in and the ticket yeah. sales are good, right? Yeah. You feel a lot of that pressure? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. A little, yeah. Like we, it, it it's hard because like now like the team I work with, these guys are super experienced. Uh, they they do reggae festivals. Reggae Rise Up is is their brand. They actually have one that they do here in oh, Vegas, wow. yeah, right. um, Baltimore and uh, Florida as well. So they have a lot of connections and like they have like a lot, but what's cool about them is like they're very receptive to new ideas. So if I'm like, yo, we should try this or we should book so-and-so, they're like, all right, bet, cool. Like, right. mm-hmm. um, we just submitted an offer for like another R&B artist and it's kind of like a, they were like, not like iffy, but they were like, all right, like this is kind of like- Different. Like this is you, yeah. you know, like this is your thing. So like- <laughs> This fucks so up, it's on you. If it flops. And were you like, no, 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 I changed my mind. Now you, you gotta do that. <laughs> you gotta do that. <laughs> well, can, can you say that? What's the artist? I'll bleep it out again. He has major hits. No, and like, he's wrote a lot of shit. Yeah. And that's what I was telling them. They were like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm the DJ here. I play his records and people are still singing them, singing them yeah, word for word. Like for he's, sure. he's worth what we're like, what he's asking. Yeah. So he's got, his catalog's crazy. Crazy. It's thick. Bro. He, yeah. Thick. He could With do two C's. Everything sounds sexual when we talk <laughs> no, about right? <laughs> <laughs> he could do an hour and a half. His catalog is thick. Thick. <laughs> his catalog is long. It's long. <laughs> he has hits. <laughs> It's crazy because you was like, you give me 45 minutes of all hits. Yeah, the last time I spun, Rich the Kid was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, like, can Rich the Kid do, you know, this amount of time? Uh-huh. And yo, he did like a really great job. He did. I, I was like, yo, he had a lot of hits. Yeah. Yeah. And he did he we did really good. Yeah. But even I questioned that booking. I was like, oh, like, I didn't know if he could hold that shit down, <laughs> but he had it. Yeah. So you were, when you were booking these artists, you were making sure to look through their catalog and everything? Yeah, I, I do that. Because I have to have like that type of like, before, because I once again, I work under like two other guys, right? So mm-hmm. like they approve everything. So I go to them and I'm like, this is the streams. Like they, like, here's like- Oh wow, you need to do a whole presentation. Yeah, I was gonna I say, do. yeah. Like I do, like I, I, try, I just try to be thorough because we're spending a lot of money on these people. Like I, right. I'll do everything from like TikTok streams or like are you so on TikTok? So what are you, you're looking like, at, you're looking at streams. Mm-hmm. You're looking at what, followers? Yeah, I'm looking at streams, I'm looking at followers, but more than followers, I'm looking at if any of my friends follow them. Ooh. You know? Why, if, why is that? Regional. Well, because if, right, like if my friends follow them, then that means like if, if a good enough um, if a good amount of my friends follow them, then to me that's like, all right, bet like, this person is still relevant. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's smart. I would never think of that. Yeah, and like I, I definitely tech, check out TikTok. Like I don't use it as like a defining thing, but it's like also a lot of the youth is on TikTok right now. Like regardless of what we want to so say. So what do you like, check on TikTok? Just are you active? Are you like you know what I'm saying? Like what's happening with your TikTok? Are you actively using TikTok? I guess like are you. Like, are people interacting with you? So, when it comes all, to these so all of these judgments, or well, all of these criterias mm-hmm. that you put on an artist, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily put it on the DJs that you book Mm-mm. because it's a different. To you, it's a different thing. To me, yeah, it is because like these artists are like established, like they have hits and stuff, and like right. for me, and the only reason like for me, I don't put it on DJs because I'm a DJ myself, and. I feel like I'm a dope DJ and I feel like I can hold down like rooms, right? Right. Like I feel like I can hold down big rooms and stuff, but I don't, I feel like I don't get like that same shine because I'm in like a Salt Lake City or I don't get like that same look as some other DJs because of like where I'm located and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, that's why I may not put that same pressure on DJs because I know what it's like to like 
be a DJ who kind of gets, I, I shouldn't say looked over, but like be a DJ in like a B market that Salt Lake is, you know, like it's not like really seen as like a nightlife market, I feel like. It's, so. it's interesting because it's like, you know, when I talk to agents, bookers and like managers and stuff like that, they always, you know, keep telling me and DJs like, you got to get your numbers up. Right. You got to get this up. And I'm like, yo, you don't get it. Like, this isn't the point of what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So like if you're going to a DJ to be a marketing tool or promoting tool, you're kind of going the wrong direction. Correct. Right? Correct. What a Correct. DJ should be should be your safety net to keep the room and the energy intact no matter what. Correct. Mm-hmm. Your promotions should be with an artist, a host, or just really good promoters who know a lot it of people. should good be their people. job right. to bring right. the crowd to the venue. Exactly. I don't but I don't know, I don't understand certain venues that are like, you know, their their main thing is numbers. Like, oh, this DJ has this numbers and this and that and this and that. Mm-hmm. But it's like so you'd rather have a bunch of DJs in your venue that you're not sure about their ability, but their numbers match the right. numbers. So it's like, and, and nine times out of ten, those numbers don't translate to, to the, the club. experience. Well, yeah, he right? just mentioned the experience, which yeah. is interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, social media just isn't reality. Yeah. Like that's pretty much, you know, like social media is not reality. There are people who do crazy dope transitions and juggles on TikTok and Instagram and they get all these likes and follows. But in my head, just because you do all that, it doesn't translate to a nightclub setting. Like more often than not, to me, like it doesn't. Like yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. Like, in your experience, the percentages you're saying are higher that a DJ who's capable aren't going to necessarily have the numbers, but they're going to be able to hold down the room. Yes. That's how right. I feel. That's how I feel. Like I feel like that, you know, like there are even like some DJs who like I've, because I, I go to, I come to Vegas often like yeah because it's spirit airlines 20 dollar flight like it's nothing from salt lake damn you flying spirit bro step up to southwest (laughs) some rewards no i mean i i usually fly delta but like when i'm coming out on like just trips to just like relax for for like a day or two yeah like at 20 dollars it's like come on it's it's really 20 dollars on spirit it's really 20 dollars you must not have no baggage with you no it's just my backpack (laughs) <laughs> Packing it back. That's how they get you with the bags. Yeah, sixty dollars for a carry. That's how they yeah. got you, never. With That's the how bags. They got oh yeah. That's how they. You came you. over there with your roller bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like sixty-five. That's gonna be a hundred dollars right there. Yeah, what? for real. <laughs> but come to Vegas and like, I'll watch some of these like like DJs, DJs like who are like supposed to be dope and good, and it's like you want to be wild. You, you know what I'm saying? Because the hype is there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this dude's doing this venue and this venue and this yeah. venue, and then you go see them, and you're like. Man, that was pretty mediocre. Yeah. It's pretty mid. mid. Well, <laughs> you you want to hear some shit you haven't heard before, well, you, right? You, yeah, you know what it is. You it's not to... even mid. It's just predictable. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like I know so many other DJs that will right. do what he did or she did for like a fraction of their cost. Correct. And their name or their their name on a flyer won't even translate to the big. ticket sales. And that's what it comes down to. And they don't have the numbers like that. Yeah, right. DJ has because they right. might have like fifty thousand or one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. but that doesn't translate to actual ticket sales. Sometimes it, it no. doesn't. And then doesn't. you're you're play, you're paying like this inflated cost for them, and then they come to the room, and it's not even it's not even what you They're want. They put no thought into their set. Right. It's, Right, and that's you're getting deep now. Like you're, <laughs> you put no thought into they set. But it's true though. Like it's true though. Like it's it's true. And I just like damn. Like 
it's dope. Like you in this room, but I just kind of expected more. Like you just kind of expect more because you yeah. know what. Like as a talent buyer, like I know what these people are making. So it's like, damn, like. <laughs> It's it's funny because it's like you know we were at Beyond the Music and mm-hmm. I've been to like a, a few other like I've had conversations with other people, and you're like the only one that thinks this way that I've I've talked to in a while. You're the only one of the only bookers I've I've talked to that think this way. I think it's interesting because everyone else is looking at numbers. Yeah, and they're very like even in Beyond the Music, they're like get your numbers up, get this up, like yeah. get your do this, do that, your, yeah, get your, get your integrations up. But then yeah. it's just kind of like I remember like. I don't know. I think the mentality of a really good when a good DJ is good. Yeah. I think they're just kind. I think there is a little bit of a cocky egoness where they're just kind of like, I know I'm good, so I don't need to do all this shit on social media. Correct. Like the people who know I'm good know I'm good. Correct. And they book me regardless. Right, because they they see the value. Yeah. So like all y'all doing all this extra shit, it, it like y'all could do that. Yeah. But in the end, five to ten years from now. I'm still going to get booked. Right. Because right. I'm dope. Right. So you didn't book anybody for the Twitch streams? No. 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 <laughs> Why you say it like that, though? <laughs> no, because that was a big fight, remember? That was a big fight that yeah, Twitcher, the know. Twitch DJs are going to come and take all our jobs because... Uh, I mean, nah, like, I, once again, like, it's, it's social media versus, like, reality. Like you, I feel like there's lanes for everybody to exist, right? Like, uh, Twitch, to me, is more like, all right... I feel like Twitch DJs may go toward the radio route or like the online podcasting route because it's more of that platform than an actual like, I have to read this room. I have to keep this energy up. Okay, this table's coming out with a bottle. I got to shout this person out on top of figuring out what song I'm about to play next. On top of, oh shoot, this girl isn't dancing or, you know, somebody, whatever. Like there's so many other variables that go into like DJing a night I feel like that go that like people just like I feel like the DJ industry sometimes like we all like just tend to like snap like or, or, or not snap, but like jump to like conclusions instantly or just like jump to things. So it's like, oh, shit, these guys are going to come in and like do all this shit. And like, yeah, sure. In some situations that may be true, but ultimately, like it really takes a true professional to read and keep a room. You know, like you have to be able to like read the energy and like keep the energy, which is why like I love when you play Karma because it's like the, a lot of the younger DJs they they come out and they see and they it's like help them like shift their perspective on how to DJ or the Rich the Kid night. I had a few younger DJs out that night as well. Yeah, and having them like watch you like build the room, but then after Rich the Kid got off, keep that room. Like there's more experience you know what i'm saying like to me like there's more value in like having an experienced dj than someone who comes from twitch or someone who comes from social media because once again like it's great and social media can be a great marketing tool but at the same time i do not feel like it translates to reality it's like in some situations like it just doesn't like i know some pretty dope scratch djs who aren't amazing club djs you know but like sure they have some amazing transitions online and shit you know but like yeah, I think I th- I think uh, the way you're looking at things. Do you think that's a more sustainable, like I don't know, formula for a nightclub? I do. You know, uh, so when you come to Vegas and you see the opposite formula, yeah, how do you feel about it? I mean, it's it, it, it it's Vegas, right? Like yeah. I feel like part of Vegas is and y'all. Please correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not from here, but like I yeah. feel like from what my observation is that like, but well, your observation is important. Because you don't live here. 
Okay. So your experience, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is important because this is what your city is based on is your experience. So yeah. For right. sure. Like I, I, I feel like when I come to Vegas, I just like, I, I feel like you have to have a certain hype with you, whether it be the fact that the people who are in charge know that you're a dope DJ, right? Or you have like the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's one of those two things, and I feel like more often than not, I feel like it's the quote unquote numbers um, when it comes to like getting booked out here. If you don't know anybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, like, it, I, like how often do, are you coming out here and you hearing a DJ and you're like, this guy's fucking amazing and great? Because I've been hearing maybe more more so post pandemic. Mm-hmm. That motherfuckers who come out to Vegas, the experience has been underwhelming. I would agree with that. It's, it's, yeah. On the strip. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, the times, like, I've been out and, like, the rooms I've been to and, like, the people I've heard, like, yeah. Like, and I'm not trying to throw shade or, like, talk shit or No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, you know, you pay, like, this this expensive cover to get in. You know, you got to be in dress code. Drinks are, like, Casamigos and sodas, like, $25, 30 after tip. You know, like I'm paying all this money, like I'm paying $150 just to get there and have a drink. Blow my mind, you know, and I feel like people deserve that, too, though. I was going to say, do you think that um, other cities have caught up to Vegas? Like the extravagant, yeah. like kind of like you don't like need to Vegas come to Vegas for experience. that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that. And I feel like Sky's like a perfect example of that. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we have like cryo and like big lights and all that other shit. But then like I'm also starting to see it with other rooms in the city in Salt Lake that are like, you know, putting more money, like more. I do feel like more venues are investing in like their infrastructure, whether it be like sound, LED walls, like lights. Um, the spot in Boise, like pre-pandemic, like, well, they remodeled just before pandemic and then pandemic opened. I mean, pandemic happened and they shut down. But like the spot, the the top 40 spot, you haven't played there yet, but it's called Karma. They had just remodeled before, you know, like have a whole like bottle service. So I definitely feel like more venues are following that Vegas like that Vegas route for sure. I have a question because recently Flash Adamas. Oh, that was Yebby too. It wasn't Flash Yebby Adamas. too, yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was empty. Mm-hmm. And it's a big fucking room. Yeah. It's a huge fucking room. Yeah. And then, and then uh, you know, there was six people on the dance floor. Yeah. And he's like, you know, some, and then the caption was something like, you know, the, you're not always going to pack it in or it's not always going to be a full room, but you have to make the most of it and do yeah. your best. And then, like, he posted the, the video and the video, like, as time went on, there was, like, six and then there was, like, 12. And then maybe there was 20. Yeah. The whole night. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking... This was must have been a huge fucking loss <laughs> for the club for everybody, right? Yeah. Except maybe the DJ, but maybe not a good <laughs> maybe not a good look for him because they were expecting ticket sales from him, right? Yeah. So do you? I mean, were you there or you weren't? I wasn't there? there. Like it's a part of the game, like because when he posted it, he didn't tag what the venue was. Yeah, he didn't tag the venue, but yeah. you know, like I saw you it, know, I was like, know. I know where that is. <laughs> like, like you saw it, like you see that shit, and you like, oh, yeah, I know that is. I was like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> he told me he had his friends hitting him up, like, yo, is this you? Yeah, <laughs> yo, is this your, yeah, is this your a, room? Yeah, I had like three or four DJs, like, de- like show me the tweet. I was gonna do that, but I because <laughs> I already knew. I was like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be one of these motherfuckers. Like, said, we gonna bring this shit up for the podcast. <laughs> well, I was, I was curious because. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> 
I ain't gonna do it in private. I do it in public. I'm just for the public. Everyone in here. Everyone, everyone can know what the it's fuck. It's a good happened. clip. That's my biggest fucking like. That would be my biggest worry if I had a large social media following. Yeah. And people were booking me only for the fact that I could do ticket sales. Right. Right. I would. That would be That's no. It's a lot of pressure, man. It's it's a lot of pressure. For yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's a lot of pressure. It's like it's almost your. It's almost better to just be the really good, dependable DJ, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying, who can work the rooms, and yeah. who can like you know carry himself or herself. You know, with celebrities, with management, exactly, yeah. easy to work with, mm-hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a longer longevity than trying to continue to book ticket sales every week in different right. Based cities. Based off of those numbers. Right. Yeah. That majority of the numbers is bought. It's not even their true fan base. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But that's scary. I felt yeah. for them. I felt for uh, Yemi, too. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo. I f-. And the fact that he posted the shit. Or maybe it was out there. I don't know. I don't nah, know. Nah, he posted fuck. that shit. He did post that, that I shit. I saw right? the tweet. He posted that shit. And then DJ, and DJ <laughs> City did, did retweeted. He try <laughs> <laughs> and DJ City reposted that shit too. So spicy, yeah. man. <laughs> did he, did he try to blame the venue or nah? Nah, nah. he was actually he, he was just he was cool straight about up. it. Like, he was just it, being honest, like yo, like we're was, not always gonna pack the rooms. Yeah. It's it's some you're gonna have some nights like this. Mm-hmm. That was and then he put it out there. He did put maybe it'll be a trend. All of us just you know post. Know, empty room, <laughs> it's dead. Like, yo, man. One of those dead nights, I got to keep him. You know, he Can't did put keep it was, packed all the time. So. <laughs> he did put that it was in Salt Lake City on a Wednesday, so it, you know, Banger Rank doesn't get, get, get the flag for that one. Yeah, and I, I, I just feel like, but to your point, like that's why, like o- open format DJs are like, in my eyes, like we're really like king of the shit because I've like pre-pandemic, like I've seen like guys like karma and fashion like take sky when it's like a semi like lighter night and like keep people dancing all night long when it's like sky's a massive room so like a hundred people in sky looks empty as fuck right but like i've seen like i've watched these veterans like really like keep these people and i'm not saying that that's something like you know edm djs can't do but like real true open format djs know how to read a room and like keep people there it's like it to me it's like the best insurance policy is a dope ass open yeah. format dj who can like once you know fill it out like all right shit like let's play some latin people are rocking with it like they can lean into that shit yeah because edm djs are like a one-trick pony so. yeah 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 well if you think about it the existence of an open format dj is to solely make the venue money right mm-hmm Whereas like an EDM DJ or anyone you book will probably be doing somewhat of a performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or set that mm-hmm. won't be catered to anyone but their taste, the diff- mm-hmm. right? The fans. Mm-hmm. And an open format DJ is mostly catering to the crowd's taste, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, yeah, I mean, that is our existence as open format DJs yeah. to fucking safety. play for the room, Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, whereas like, you know, these other these other acts, you know, you're kind of like experiencing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And their production. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mo- mostly. Right. But not everyone can be a Calvin Harris or a Tiesto or Aoki and, and yeah. carry that for 10 plus years. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but, I, you know, that room and Salt Lake City itself, you know, how has it evolved? You, how long you been DJing there? Like over six years? Like no, like over eight years maybe? Uh, it'll be about six years. Six years? Yeah, I started, because I started off like DJing one Saturday a month and then it kind of just snowfalled into like 
two to three, and then I was there every single Saturday for like five years. So they were straight. like, "This the Bangarang is good. We got to keep bringing him back." Yeah, like wow. it kind of like got to that point, and I've like watched this room go from like strictly EDM to like we play hip hop now. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. Like, when did hip hop start popping in the city? It was. It's. It's honestly, it's kind of always been popping, but like in that room specifically, just before a pandemic, <laughs> just before a pandemic, we were turning the corner into like playing more and like booking more like hip hop and R&B acts. Yeah. Like we were always doing it, but like um, hip hop makes people money, bro. Like it's, I'm tired of, it's annoying because people generalize hip hop and not just in Salt Lake City, just hip hop in general. I feel like people just generalize hip hop as like this genre that's like causes trouble and like all this other shit, but it's like, that's not true. That's with every genre. You know what I'm saying? Like you have EDM kids doing drugs, like <laughs> at these raves and shit, right? But like hip hop is, anyways, hip hop has been popping in Salt Lake for a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, but more recently at Sky, like we're like, nah, like we're gonna bring hip. -hop. Was there like an act where they like tested it out and like, oh, this does work. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, I think it was. It might have been Nelly, mm -hmm. maybe. Back in like 2016 or 2017, or was it T Pain? I think it was T Pain the first time because we had him twice. Wow. But like, yeah, like it, it, it sold out. You know, hip hip hop is a hip hop is a uh, it, it is the culture. Everything comes from hip hop. You know, like I well, feel like especially like hip hop in the 2000s yeah. was probably like the biggest genre of like melting pot. Well, you know what I mean, like yes, and and it, it's, it's so crazy because I I I feel like as our parents they grew up in a more like segregated time, meaning like if you like not everybody went to school with people of different race, like I feel like in like the nineteen nineties and like eighties and shit, right? But like as time grew on, you mean like Salt Lake? Well, no, I, so I grew up in Missouri. You yeah, Missouri. Yeah, so like I feel like in like the and y'all please correct me, but like, I feel like as time has gotten on, we've kind of become more integrated as a people, meaning there's more people of different walks of life, even like in our schools or in like our grocery stores, right? And I feel like those things translate. So like you have all these people, like especially in the 2000s when like we had this big technology boom and music boom, right? Like I remember being in St. Louis and like some of my best friends, we've been homies for over 20 years, white dudes, like blasting young Jeezy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't ban the Snowman mixtape like with these, you know what I'm saying? Like right. with these people who quote unquote may not like hip hop music. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like over time, it, like hip hop is just like just this big undeniable force. And yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I'm about to say in New York, we never had that problem. Yeah, I mean, New York is like fucking so integrated. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like generations and generations of just you know different cultures. Exactly. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, every, like like if anything. Like everyone stopped through New York that was immigrating sure. to America, right? For sure, yeah. yeah. So like every race is over there. So yeah. of course I don't. We don't understand his exactly. Yeah. Point yeah. of view. Yeah. Like probably what he's experiencing is what New York experienced in like the 1930s or the 40s. Yeah. 40s or 50s. <laughs> well, I mean, well, for real. You know what I mean? Well, for real. And it's like I have these conversations. White and black people listen to Chubby Checker. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it's crazy. That's Domino. <laughs> like. It's crazy. Let's go to the Cotton Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just feel like, and even I do radio, like I was assistant program director and like I, I had to step down because it's the ratings for how, like the rating systems that they use to like, to 
like decide what music is being played is like all off in my opinion like they use demographics so like, like how so so salt lake is 85 percent white people mm -hmm. right like it is what it is so because demographically like salt lake is like this many white people there's so there's certain music that like won't get played in a market so let's say you go to like a mississippi where the demographic is like 80 to 95 percent black right there's music that's being played in those markets that people think won't work in Salt Lake because they're, of, because they're, of yeah. the demographics. Like it's backwards, but it's like it's not even true because it's like there's just as many like black people who like Latin music as there as many white people who like I like the amount of Bad Bunny requests I get not from Latinas. It's crazy. Afrobeat right. requests like I feel like people people are just up on their music now. And I feel like for open format venues like Sky, it's like cool because it allows us to like do these things. It's crazy. Radio still looking at shit by race. Yes. To this day. Wow. Yes. Yes. And it's a complete this misrepresentation, right? Yes. Like it's a complete misrepresentation. It's like, it's, it's like almost the radio's way of admitting that 85% of these white people have no interest in listening to hip hop Correct. music. Correct. They're not taking into consideration that they probably grew up on it. Correct, which is yeah. like the melting pot thing like we mm. were going back to like in 2000, yeah. like in the 2000s when hip hop was really exploding, like when we had like that massive like growth, I feel like that is when like a lot of people our age, you know what I'm saying, or my age, I'm 31, like like we were all listening to the same shit. So like it, it yeah. So you le you're saying you left radio because of your frustration? I like so I'm still there like I mix for them but yeah. like I I stepped down because yeah like I here I am I'm this DJ like I'm 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 the youngest person in the room I'm traveling you know what I'm saying to these different cities to play this music like I'm not wrong you know like they weren't listening to you they weren't listening to me and it's like I I'm not gonna like be somewhere where I'm not valued you know like we like for example Peppa's one of the biggest songs ever never played it and uh, in, in Salt Lake Radio yeah never really? played it like the Latin stations played it but like on our station like where we can like do that never played it that's so odd any of like the Bad Bunny shit never played it bro really yeah never played it and like all, this is all are you um, working at Urban Station Rhythmic, <laughs> rhythmic. I can see Wait, that what bro. does Rhythmic mean so, so Rhythmic means like hip hop top 40 where urban is just more hip hop. So on our stations on our station you'll hear like it's you'll, like urban pop. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the popular, like the popular hip hop, like the popular, popular, like mainstream hip hop, you'll like you'll hear. But like, you know, we were like one of the last people to jump on the F and F record. Or we were one of the last people to jump on like the last last record, the Burner Boy record. These are all big records, right? Yeah. Right. Like that are going off in the club. And that's yeah that's the way wait, you so you're playing f and f but you're not playing peppers it's, it's interesting that, huh? right but that's what i'm saying because it's like these people are like well there's no like market history but i'm like bro like i am your market history <laughs> like i am like your market research like but that, that's interesting that you would you would step down well yeah yeah like i'm not i'm not gonna like i'm not putting i'm not we only have X amount of energy, right? So, like, I'm not going to put energy into something where, like, I'm not valued. So, if you want me to, like, make mixes and, like, do things for you, like, yeah, like, let's do it. Send me the playlist and I'll handle my business. But, like, I'm not going to insert my opinion into a situation where it's not going to be valued. What, do you, what are your goals right now? Like, looking, I don't know, maybe, like, five years ago, 
Mm-hmm. Like you're looking at your DJ career, yeah, as opposed to now, yeah. What is your goals for your DJ career or just your career in this nightlife industry? Has it changed uh, drastically? Definitely, like yeah. pandemic changed a lot of that shit for me. Yeah, um, because before you just wanted to be like maybe a superstar DJ. Yeah, right? yeah, for I sure. Everybody did, room, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now, like, what? Now, what is it? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I still want to play those rooms and stuff, right? But it's also, like, I, I'm producing music and stuff. Like, that's all I did during mm-hmm. pandemic. Like, I'm learning like I'm learning to produce music. Shout out to Shake, uh, Chris, the dopest producers ever, by the way. If you don't have Shake's remixes, like, you're fucking up. But Shake like, yeah, from San Diego? Yeah, Shake yeah. from San Diego. But your remixes are, you know, they're getting around, too. People are yeah, fucking man. with them. Yeah, thank you. I'm, um... Yeah, I've like slowly kind of like wanted to step into that realm. Uh, like I, I'd like to produce music and like travel the world doing that, but we also got to be realistic too. That's why I'm like happy I'm in this position to be doing talent buying because it's like, all right, bet, cool. Like if shit starts to fade out this way, I can plant and run this way. So like I'm coming and I'm actually getting to like that, that cross worlds where it's like, all right, like we got to pick something and like run. So like right now, yeah, I'm still like absolutely like chasing like the DJ production thing, but I'm more like into the production side of it just because like booking has kind of like taught me that like, all right, bet, like you have the opportunity to like learn things. And I mean, like I ideally I'd like to run a venue like really. Yeah. Like if I had the opportunity to run a venue, I like I, I would I would like that would be like a nice goal, too. Does when you're working more behind the scenes mm-hmm. in nightlife or mm-hmm. in anything, mm-hmm. does it make you step away from wanting to be in the front? A little in bit. The spotlight? A little bit. Because there's a part of me that, like, you need to be kind of ignorant or naive yeah. to still want to be a superstar DJ. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Like, no. But yeah. as you start working behind the scenes more, you're kind of like, I don't want to be this person or I don't want to be that guy or that, right. you know, like I don't want to be that anymore. Right. I, cause it started happening to me when I started meeting like the bigger DJs. Yeah. And I'm not saying some, like a lot of these guys are assholes, Yeah, but there's like a level of disconnect and like, I don't like, you know, that it's, they're so self-absorbed for sure, which, which they should be. Right. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. So like you know like I I I can't imagine not being in the spotlight and not caring about everything about like you know my name on it like I would I would never complain about how big my name is on a flyer right right or right. like my name compared to D's name on the flyer like my right. name has to be bigger <laughs> you know like all these things right yeah like yeah. imagine like you're doing Coachella and you're an artist and you're like you know like you yeah. know how they the big it's names the, big yeah. the headliner is the top yeah underneath yeah. is like the <laughs> like the names as as like the more like the more less famous or influential yeah. you are the the more ancient <laughs> the, 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 the size texture like, you are yeah. where's the magnifying yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm right there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as an artist you got to be like looking through that and being like, "What? He's bigger than me. She's bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got bigger. Whatever. She got a bigger name than me. Her mm-hmm. her font size is twelve. Mine is eight. That's crazy. You know, like yeah. But like, do you are you starting to see that a little more? Definitely. And like, and I can't tell like because it, it's funny that you bring this up because like I was talking to one of my homies about it. And it's like I can't tell if it's like depression, but it's like, or if I just like I'm not gonna say I don't care that much anymore, but I'm just kind of like, well, like. I'm in this position, I'm seeing what's happening and how these people are doing it. Like, and because DJing is so mainstream and accessible now, 
the value isn't there anymore. I feel like compared to what it might have been like 10 years ago, like I love DJ technology and everything, but like I also feel like in some ways it's harmed the industry. And I mean this respectfully because it's so easy to start now and yeah. it's so easy to like beat match a song or whatever now that like because it doesn't take long to like actually practice, I feel like a lot of people just don't care about that anymore. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like in the past, Serato, like, I've I never played on like vinyl, right? Like I've like I've played on vinyl, but like I never had to carry records. Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like I came I started DJing with Scratch Live, so but even then like it was expensive. It was more expensive then I feel like than it is now to get started. I mean, and, what, and because what, of that, what is the starter kit now? I buy a controller for I can buy a controller for two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, yeah. and like a laptop, laptop. Which, so you're probably like seven hundred dollars in, and a laptop, yeah. yeah, and then however you get your music or. Yeah. Or yeah, or I could just have USBs, right? Yeah, true. Or, yeah, or but you not, could just have but USBs not on that. I'm and, not on the... and download music. Or how does that work? Yeah, or I could rip songs from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Like right? it's, it's let's, so... let's let's try to figure out the like, brokest way possible. At the core, you probably would still want a laptop. All right, but let's let's look at the brokest way possible mm -hmm. to start to DJ right now. <laughs> so mm -hmm. talking about a, a one ninety nine mixer, one ninety nine, two hundred dollars, one ninety nine controller. Yeah, could, controller. Yeah. Controller. Controller. That's two hundred dollars in. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Let's say I have an at-home computer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I buy US, USB sticks and I start ripping songs from YouTube. Right. Mm -hmm. it's so it's time-consuming. Right. But I'm just I'm getting all the free music that. Are you gonna just get a beat source and then right. have unlimited music at that point? But don't well, you need or a laptop? You could join a, a, a record club just for a month and just yeah. download as much music as possible. Good point. Yeah. Right. And, then, yeah. and then cancel. That's know. thirty to fifty dollars. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you could honestly start DJing with USB sticks and a controller. You can. Like with $200, $300. There's yeah, no controller could. with a USB sticks that's going to work, correct? Oh, there isn't, huh? No. Well, they, I mean, they, they don't have a screen. The, the expensive ones. Yeah, they the have expensive ones. Yeah, they have record box. So the cheaper ones, you have to have uh, a computer. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you have to have a computer. So, so you're like, talking about, yeah, like on top of that, so what about seven, eight hundred bucks? Yeah. Well, for like what, a PC? Or yeah. just a used yeah, computer. Yeah, use Mac. Just use Mac. Yeah. Six hundred bucks. Use so Mac. Probably eight hundred. Use Mac. You get for like four hundred. Yeah, mm -hmm. depending on what you get. Yeah, interesting. I just feel like because it's so accessible that like just the value like not a lot of people just care about it like that, and because people don't care about it like that, people will go in for like a gig that's normally like let's say it's fifteen hundred dollars, right? Somebody would come in for seven fifty because it's like if oh that. I just started, you know what I'm saying? Oh well I just so because it's so commercial. I've I've kind of felt like that unless you're already established, no one's going to make the money that people were making 10 years ago because, once again, like, it's so accessible. So for me, it's like, all right, this is really – I have to do something else to add value to what, like, to me, like, DJing. Yeah, yeah. So – and if I'm not going to do that, then it's like, where else, like, can I go? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like yep. – So you – by you um, having the background in talent buying – production DJing is adding value right. to this pot no matter what yep. right right like that's kind of how i feel but at the same it. time it, it also kind of kills the dream a little a little right? <laughs> a little a little but that's what i'm saying it's like you know what i mean yeah like the it, fantasy dies a little bit more the illusion dies a little because bit. you is it the illusion you think or is it just it's the illusion that the the vision everything kind of just yeah definitely like, <laughs> like how do you guys feel no i Are think i think it's way? i think it's uh I feel like every um, there's a lot of actors that go into directing and realize they just love directing, right? 
so they don't miss the on screen. But they started out wanting to be that famous actor or actress. Good analogy. Good analogy. Yeah. Right. But then they were like, oh, I can produce. I can direct. I can write films. Oh mm-hmm. shit! I kind of enjoy this more sitting at director chair versus being on screen. Right. Yeah. Kind of fall in love with that part. Yeah. So maybe that's that's kind of what it is too for DJing. Right. Like you might. You like being in the studio. Yeah. You like you like producing. Yeah. These different things. You like talent buying. Yeah. All elements of the same culture. Yeah. You just finding other elements that you love. Right? Yeah. That's like that's the best. Like that's the best way to put it. Like yeah. I don't ever want to stop DJing per se, but like I'm also like like trying to be as realistic about this as I can, given my situation. Like so I don't th- I don't live in Vegas. I don't live in San Diego. Like I don't live in like a big nightlife market. So how am I gonna like have a sustainable career when I'm not like pandemic really like it didn't take out like a lot of DJs in Salt Lake, but like there were a lot of guys who were playing a lot of the hot rooms who just aren't doing that anymore. So like I'm crazy. I'm kind of like what happened? Do you think I just think people have families, man. Just pivoted (laughs) careers. Yeah. People just had to like pivot careers. It wasn't getting the money they was getting. Yeah. COVID hit. Yeah. Bills started knocking, bro. Well, yeah. Bills started knocking. And like ultimately it's like, all right, bet. Like, I mean, granted, we were open in pandemic. Not a lot of people know that. Like. Everybody was looking at Texas, but like we was over, oh y'all was open. We was over there like this, bro. <laughs> real, for real. Like we oh, probably shit. shut down for like two, two weeks, two months, maybe. Was COVID two bad in Utah? Two three months, huh? Was COVID bad? In, it wasn't I mean, that bad in Utah, though, right? I mean, so. I, it's a red state, so it was. It was bad, but what do you mean it wasn't that bad? It motherfuckers was like, wasn't. I mean, <laughs> nah, certain it was, cities it was worse. It was than colder up there. That's why it was. It was bad. Like it was bad, but it's a rest day, so motherfuckers were like, "What is it? Like we're thing? good." And like mm. one club owner actually sued the health department for shutting them down. Like Did really? Yeah. Like, well, they didn't like actually like they just dropped it. Like they sued them, and the health department stopped coming, and they just really yeah. Wait, how long were you shut down for? We started doing quote unquote dinner sets in like July maybe. But you put like on oh, July <laughs> tables on the dance floor. Yeah, tables on the dance floor. Serving food. Yeah, serving fries and shit. It was serving, crazy. Serving like frozen chur- microwave churros. <laughs> yeah. for what was it? Uh, what did air breadsticks? Hummus and uh, and gummy worms. Yeah, hummus and gummy. Yeah, stupid. That was, the, that was the loophole. Yo, yeah. dude, like, you ever look back at 2020 and you're just like, what the fuck? All yeah. the time. Dude. I remember the first time I went to Tao and literally I was seeing, da- seeing the dance floor full of tables and couches and then having the bar stools at the bar and then they had like the glass dividers. I was just like, yo, this is crazy. Strange, like, how man. long is this going to last? Is this going to be the new norm? Strange, like, I didn't, you, it was just so much unknown, right? And then DJing for a room like that. It was there's no no dance reaction. It was just oh, all yeah. like people in their own bubbles. Yeah, it was crazy. That man. was a crazy time. That was, was having a DJ with a mask on. I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember DJing that a shit four too. to five hour set with a mask on was bananas. Yeah. It's such a weird. That was like, <laughs> you're like when you have kids and you're like explaining to your kids what happened. You're gonna be like, what? What are you talking? I'm not about? gonna believe yeah. you. It's just a crazy fucking time. Yeah. And it, but the thing was, it wasn't even like. Just your city. Mm-hmm. It was like the whole, the whole world. world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened no. in history. Yeah, where like the whole world was affected at yeah. one time. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Salt Lake. Ah, uh, yeah. So like you know we we kind of briefly spoke about you know the music being you know eighty five percent white. Mm-hmm. You know like them being more receptive to hip hop recently. Mm-hmm. It kind of almost reminds me of Scottsdale because Scottsdale was kind of anti hip hop. Mm-hmm. 
until like maybe like four or five years ago mm-hmm. and it just started popping off crazy mm-hmm. where, I could, where you could like start playing more hood shit in mm-hmm. Scottsdale than you can maybe in Vegas yeah. in certain rooms yeah but being there and living there for how long have you been now 11 years 11 years yeah 12 wow. of January has, how has it changed for you there's a lot more culture a really? lot more culture yes like a lot just like Utah in general like there's a lot more people who look like me <laughs> it's like for Cause, yeah because like you say like when like we don't look like a lot of people don't look at salt lake as yeah like a like a, a city of nightlife yeah you but, know but we definitely are like you're growing to that point yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah like it's very because the only thing we knew about it right park city had sundance mm-hmm. and at the time even when i was in new york to when i moved to vegas the gig one of the dopest gigs you could get is number one like new year's eve in miami Mm-hmm. which I never got. And then was like Sundance in mm-hmm. Park City. Yeah. That was like the gig to get. But like Salt Lake City never really had that much of a life, a nightlife. Mm-hmm. It was like maybe scattered. Yeah. Um there were maybe some open venues or lounges and certain. Yeah. But when did it start changing? Ooh. I feel like for me things started changing probably around 2013 or so 2013 2014 like there were a few spots that were open like there really only were like a few yeah like two or three spots it was elevate and uh the spot called inferno those were like the two like hip-hop spots and then as more people started to move to to utah like just more culture came with it more money came with it um sky was built you started seeing that shit happen there. And then, like, just all these other venues just popped up. And Salt Lake is one of the youngest cities in, in like, the U.S., I think, second second or third behind Boise. Why do you think it's become more diverse? Like, what's attracting the diversity? Do you know? Jobs. I mean, and just, like, the economy. Like, even, like, when the rest of the nation is, like, is, is down bad, like, everybody else dips like this, we kind of, like, like we, we barely dip because Salt Lake is also – just from an economic standpoint, everybody is so like support local there when it comes to anything, right? So like people won't like people go to McDonald's, but like people will go to like their local burger spot or something like that. Anytime like you've come, like we don't go to like chains, you know. So like Salt Lake is very has been very good at So they were good at recycling their money. Yeah, so the like economy. the money really stays in Salt Lake City. Also, is there like a tech company boom happening? Oh over my there? goodness. So like what happened was is it was really cheap to buy property and because we're so close to california like we experienced the california boom that everybody else is having so people were able to work remotely but like live in salt lake city so a house in california that cost you a million a million dollars at the time might have cost you three hundred thousand dollars in salt lake city mm. so from an economic standpoint people were just moving to there and then you, we have like a lot of athletes we have the utah jazz we have the university of utah football team we have BYU. These are all like nationally recognized brands. We have Weber State. Uh, Damian Lillard went there. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I remember him um, from Weber State. But like Kyle Kuzma played at the University of Utah. Yeah. You know, we have a like we have there's a lot of eyes on Utah and just even from like a logistical standpoint, like traveling wise, like we're a Delta hub. Um, we got a lot of frontier flights. We get a lot of Southwest flights. We got Spirit Airlines now. <laughs> like we have it's easy to travel and commute from Salt Lake. Like, you can really be anywhere outside of, like, 
you know, going further than Missouri in like two hours or less. Damn, you really selling this Salt Lake City? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I was like, damn, I gotta go. I want to move to Salt Lake. Now. Yo, sorry, I was looking at flights. I was like, oh shit, he was thirty dollars for it. I forget. Does Utah have state tax? Yes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's probably not crazy, right? Like nothing compared to Cali. Yeah, I think it's like seven percent. Yeah, maybe. Cali's like what thirteen? Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. stupid. But damn. It's also, but like, you know, to the point, like also with, with this culture change, like just, just comes like regular change in general. Like the LDS church runs everything out there. Like they're kind of like, I ain't going to touch on it. They might shoot me. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <I'm just> <laughs> but like they run, they have a lot of influence on things and like they, it's hard to get alcohol. Like, like it's hard to get a liquor license. Mm. Like you can't just like pay like a thousand bucks and all right, here's your liquor license and renew it. It's like, there's only a certain amount of liquor license per amount of people so like same thing with liquor stores like we have maybe like four or five liquor stores like and they're all ran by the state so as a like as a venue you have to get your liquor from the liquor store you cannot have it like so like let's say if wait 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 so the nightclub venues are buying their liquor from the state. A liquor store yeah but that's state ran they can't just like buy it the state runs the liquor store. Yes. So that's you can't kinda, just go through a yes. distributor. That's gangster yes. shit. Yes. Holy shit. Yes. So that's like why like like Salt Lake just as a nightlife city is, is behind because a lot of like our, our liquor laws kind of like prevent it. Like some venues in Utah, you cannot have bottle service. Wait, in, in Utah, right? You mm -hmm. can have like um, people can pour their own bottles. No. Right? No, they can't. No, got the it's limiters in the cages. Them. Yeah, and it has a limiter. So, like. Wait, still? Yes. And every <laughs> wait, shot wait, is this measured. This is at Sky? This is at Sky. This is any like club in the city that does bo bottle service. Every shot is measured, like with the clicker. And same thing, like with, like with your drinks. Like you're getting an ounce. Wait, wait. So I get a table at Sky. Yes. I buy a bottle. Yes. The bottle comes to the table? In a cage. In a in a cage. Yes. Yeah, so like the cage is already there, right? So then you, you do the bottle celebrations. Woo! Come out, whatever. Yeah. Da, da, da. There's like a there's like the spout on it, right? But yeah, the yeah. spout is a clicker. So it holds it upside down, measures an ounce, bam. And you can't do double shots either. So it's oh, wow, one man. shot and it's exactly <laughs> an ounce. So Shit. I can't reach in the cage and get the no, bottle. It's locked. So only the server can mm -hmm. pour drinks. Mm -hmm. Only the server can pour drinks. And that's kind of like, you know, like. So how does that work with the servers? They got to come. Mm -hmm. There's a, they have to be there. She has to hear. She has to be there. She can't go nowhere. Yeah, she can't so go. She has nowhere. to stay at the table almost. Mm -hmm. So like her, her be nearby. Exactly. So like whatever her two tables, like that's what the runners are for, too. So like if, you know, so and so servers not there, she can be like the, the runner can be like, all right, let me go grab your servers while she's working, like pouring shots at another Holy table. Shit. Wow. And that's like kind of like what's held us back in a way because it's we like there's a lot of money like people if you let people access to their own bottle they're just gonna like they're gonna drink them shits and it's gonna be like another one like we can't sell as much alcohol as we really want right. to right it's it's yeah it's extremely limited yeah because it's like it's limited so even like, even not to cut you off when I was DJing uh, the waitress came and I was like hey um, can I just get two drinks just to have them so I don't have to bother you while you're working she's like I can't I can only bring you one at a time yeah like I can't even just bring you just two drinks to have in the DJ booth really? yeah and the yeah. DABC like they're on it. <laughs> Yeah. Like not See, playing. the weird thing is, like, when I was DJing there, I get a bottle. Right. And I'm just pouring my own shit. But that's because I'm, I guess, I'm a performer. And I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, you're a performer. And, like, it's. And like, I'm in the green room. Yeah. But that's why you guys have a green room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're in the green room. Okay. 
<laughs> you're almost blowing up the spot. <laughs> like, because you're in the green room. <laughs> That's crazy. So, I didn't notice that. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Wow. So people like and yeah, like the they're and like they're on that shit. Like they like and there's there's no inkling of change coming for that at all. You don't think? I think more people have to come and like speak up. You know? Wow. Like, but like the club, like the state is so like just anti like alcohol and like all this, like it's really indicative of like a bigger problem. Like in Utah, like, like there's a lot of like strange facts about Utah. Like we're the gayest city per capita, like per amount of people, like we hold that title. Really? Like, yeah. Like percentage wise, even more than San Francisco. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's like all these other like, and that's not a problem, by the way. I don't like I said that, but like, yeah, like the church, like tries to just control all these things and all these narratives. And it's like we have this strong. Oh, so like, the church is upset about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, like the church is. And when you say the church, you're talking about like the LDS church. Because like Mormons. Yeah. Like they run everything. Yeah. OK. Like, I was like all, all the governors, all the people who work in like the government there are yeah, Salt like, Lake, LDS. Like, Salt Lake and Park City, they're just known as Mormons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like a Mormon city. Yeah. Like it's Is it just most of Utah too? Or is all of Utah. Yeah. Like Salt Lake is more democratic and more and more like cultured. There's a lot more culture in like Salt Lake City proper. But when you start to get out into the sticks, super conservative red, like so the sticks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. The boondocks. Yeah, we don't. We don't road trip. <laughs> like, you think you're gonna stay in, in Salt Lake? Um, we'll see what happens. I like it. I yeah. like it there a lot. Like it's, but once again, like it's it's a good hub to like fly out of. Like it's super cheap, easy to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, you never know with like your experience. I've noticing like you know with your experience. Yeah. As a DJ, as a great DJ. Yeah. And, and you know, working behind the scenes and everything. Yeah. Um, you never know what could happen in a couple of years. You you might need to get you know get hired at Vegas or do whatever. Right. So you just never know, or Miami, or right. can change. And like, but that's like you said, it's a great resume to have. Right. You know, under your belt. Yeah. It's like an added where you're a resident at the nightclub, but you're also handling the bookings or yeah, you know, you're helping with yep. it. That's yeah. interesting. Thank you. Yeah. Like I shit. If the, if the right offer came, yeah. I'd, I'd be out in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, it, it, it's funny though like when i when i was talking to you i don't know if it was last year or earlier this year when you were like just you know getting into the position mm -hmm. i was like i i think it's interesting that more djs are taking over and handling the bookings mm -hmm. and you seem to be one of the you know obviously when anyone gets into a position of power they, they some are going to abuse it and some aren't mm -hmm. but i you know I, I i do give you props that you seem to be like really doing like everything the right way Thank you. and trying to be fair about everything Thank you know you. in every on all your dealings and not leveraging anything at all thank you yeah which is uh which is rare yeah you know cuz a lot of people you know, they'll try to do, you know, they'll try to leverage the situation to benefit themselves. Def definitely. Did you ever think of that to just be careful about how you move or no? Definitely. It was definitely something that I have. Uh, and is it because maybe you experienced something like that before? Yeah. Like I, I've experienced it and I feel like I try to be like an authentic person. Right. Right. Like when we have a conversation, like I like to deal with people who I can like talk with and like actually have a conversation like me and D like I was like yo come up like let's go to basketball games this year like people I can actually build a relationship with I feel like when you get into 
a situation where you're being transactional with these opportunities, right? Yeah, yeah. It like kind of creates like a negative, like I'm only talking to you because of what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like doing business like that. Like, I get it. Like, it's inevitable. And that's how like you're going to like, you know, but like, I'd rather like do business with people I know I could like have like a serious conversation with and like kick it with. And like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to like, I hate just transactional business. Like, I get it sometimes it's necessary, but like if I can like help it. I will not do that. You know, it's interesting because when I, when I, I know like a lot of people who've been in the business, mm-hmm. but people who've relied on transactional relationships, they, as they keep going on and it becomes a routine and mm-hmm. habitual, mm-hmm. they don't know any type of real relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy, right? Right. A friend to all is a friend to none. Yeah. Cause right. it's like these dudes who are very transactional mm-hmm. and I will say this Hollywood, a lot of motherfuckers in Hollywood, uh, you know, AKA LA, mm-hmm. a lot of shit is transactional mm-hmm. yep, and they yeah. don't know how to shut it off mm-hmm. and they don't know how to value actual friendship. Mm-hmm. Or a, an actual relationship because yeah. everything has to be, you know, a trade off of yeah, some, some sort. Related. It's a barter. Yeah. And, and, and I see them and I'm like, wow, they're like really brainwashed. But it's just because they've been doing it for 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And they right. don't know how to shut it off. Well, that and it's just like what happens when the person that you were like working with isn't at that spot anymore? Or like what happens if you're like you're the person who's not at that spot anymore? Then you have nothing to offer and then right. you just like fall off. You know, like there's people who do it and I like in my city it's like whatever, like handle your business. Like that's how you do things. That's how you do things. But that's not how I'm going to do business because like I value like actual authentic relationships over like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, D's going to get me booked here. So, you know, I'm going to book him here. And then like that's just like not like that's not what it is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So actually, a lot of them actually survive pretty long, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> I've noticed that they just live forever. All these motherfuckers that do transactional shit, like yeah. everything's trying. They last a long time. I'm yep. like, damn, this motherfucker's... <laughs> he's still here? He's still here. He's, still yeah. he's, still he's here. never going away. <laughs> yeah. You at this venue now? Yo. <laughs> he's, he's going. He's living. Yeah. It's just open. You I'm telling you, it. there's some motherfuckers that like, I give it to them, man. Cause it's a, it's a lot of work. It is, yeah. yeah. To finesse the system mm-hmm. and to keep it up, and, keep and doing to keep it, it up, yeah. yeah. And they do it. They're gonna be draining, man. Yeah, they like <laughs> they got like cockroaches. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, can't, <laughs> they're not going nowhere. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like you like you said, they'll lose something, yeah, and it'll crash. And we, and we I'll look at never like. You think this is the moment where things change? Like, nah, they they're back <laughs> up, back right there. So I'm like, yeah, I give it to that motherfucker. <laughs> like, holy shit! They call lifeline, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that survival shit, man. These motherfuckers, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. That's not the way I move. Power to them, man. Yeah, but they can, they they last. They definitely last. Yep. Um, is there anything else we want to touch on? Pause. Ah, it's pretty good. It's good. Yeah. You think? Anything you want to get off your chest? You want to talk about nothing? No, I just thank you guys for having me. I appreciate I, it. I do, I, you know, I feel like we've talked about the business side. Yeah. But I do want to say that every time I've come to Salt Lake City and I've done uh, Sky, and you've like you know you've opened for me or we've spun together, you um, you're one of those DJs that when you when you're on, you're on, like, and I've I think we had a conversation about this. Where it's like you're like it's a little intimidating 
and I have to follow the energy. Mm-hmm. He's I, one of those. Oh, that's a guy. Yeah. Did I burn you? No, no, no. You didn't burn me. <laughs> okay, cool. You didn't burn me. You, 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 you like furthest thing from burning me. But the energy that you bring when you DJ requires me to like pull a little something extra out of myself. Pause for sure. And 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 put it into the the performance for sure. Thank but you. But that's a compliment. And uh, you've you've always been a dope DJ, a dope person. Thank and you. I'm glad you could finally, you know. While you were in Vegas, we could uh, we could catch up like this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really no, for appreciate real. it. Uh, yeah, thank yo, you, brother. DJ Bangarang, y'all. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.